0: favorite aliens are back for season two of solar opposites created by justin roiland and mike mcmahon uh, corvo terry yumulak and jesse are here for more fun adventures okay it you sound to- too much like an ad right now <laughs> you sound like one of those commercials before the program starts well the show has gotten critical acclaim from many critics and it also just got renewed for season three and from what i learned about this season it's supposed to be kind of a reset button for the whole series if it's so good why does it need a reset button well, can you explain what happens in the first few minutes of this episode? The Sacred Non-Repeating
1: Number, Season 2, Episode 1. That's the one I watched. Yeah. Alright. So in the first couple minutes, they're in the spaceship that sits on their house, and they're about to take off and go back to, or not go back to, but go to a different planet. And uh, then they're unable to do so because um, people besides Corvo have added more to the ship, miscounting the weight that they need to leave the space to space <laughs> and it ends up making the ship
0: uh break again does corvo have one of his like many monologues that he has after the intro sort of
1: corvo's like a pinky in the brain type so with rick and morty justin Roiland as well morty or sorry rick is always right like he right. always knows what he's doing and he's a super genius corvo is smart like he can fix the ship and he can invent stuff but usually his Plots are foibled by either Terry or by just society in general, like things just not working well. I think there was an episode in the first season where they invented some sort of like cool person or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that, that was, it was the, like a pilot. Yeah, almost. it was
1: a pilot. And then he like it just it didn't work out like they're just not socially con- uh, constructed in the same way since they're aliens.
0: Well, What about Yulak and Jesse?
1: Uh, Yumulak, uh, I think the best part of the show is Yulak's wall which is the you char- are
0: literally in, in the majority there everyone talks about I wish the it walls was just the line. wall well, they, they've been talking about a spinoff for The Wall, but Royland and McMahon have said, we're not going to do a spinoff to The Wall because we have that storyline, which was apparently a huge part of the pitch, uh, like laid out for season three and season four. They want to put so much in season two that they were just like, let's spread this out upon uh, a couple seasons because otherwise it's just going to be too jam-packed. Hey, at least they have a game plan because
1: it did feel like rejected Rick and Morty sketches that were just like mixed in. Well, what happens in The Wall uh, storyline? You know what happens in the wall story. There's Andy Daly. Right, yeah. (laughs) And he's stuck in the wall because Yulak he's put a bunch of adults in there who he dislikes or, like, done something wrong to him. Right. And they've created their own little society in this ant farm. It's almost like the USS Callister from Black Mirror. Sure. But then they all kind of turn against each other, and I think... At the end of last season Andy Daly's character turns evil yep. and then he like becomes the king of the wall
0: or king it's of the, the people. It's the highest rated episode and considered the best one.
1: Yeah because it's such an interesting like offset of what the normal kind of cartoon structure that we get is usually something like the american dad and you can have aliens in there obviously uh, or family guy or the simpsons or rick and morty where the interior of the living room always looks the same Mm -hmm. and then you have people coming in there like a sitcom spitting off one-liners to each other but this thing was like almost like a disenchantment or where the plot takes completely into a different world and then like very rarely do they look outside their world and see that there's this giant, like, chamber of, of a bedroom of a, a alien kid, teenager.
0: Well, from what I understand, you follow different protagonists inside the wall, right? Yeah, this, and w-
1: this episode, the first episode of the second season, hardly has anything to do with the wall. They mention it, like, once. Uh, yeah. Yemulak makes a friend at the very end of the episode because he has invited everybody over for a sleepover no one comes because they were all kind of making fun of him one person shows up at the very end and uh, they become friends and he shows him the wall and the guy likes it he's like oh that's cool (laughs)
0: well yeah I I was just going to bring up the wall because originally I wasn't but it's just been such a huge part of the show that's taken over like supposedly the fandom
1: the fandom yeah
0: the penultimate episode is kind of like Bojack Horseman where it's going to every single season just follow that storyline completely almost like when Bojack Horseman would just turn incredibly depressing, and you could always kind of depend on the penultimate episode for that. It is funny though because all the main characters aren't in that Wall episode, right? Right. Yeah. No. It, so, it, but so you, they just changed the casting of it. Did you recognize who voiced the protagonist in the wall? yeah i said andy daly right yes but the new character that they introduce is voiced by sterling k brown and he's actually so he's gonna be
1: the good guy of this season yeah probably
0: fighting andy daly yeah probably and they actually got a lot of guest stars for this season they yeah i mean they started with sorry they had jane lynch in the first episode yeah jane lynch and then they also have neil flynn you know who else was in this
1: first episode callum Worthy. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He was in Pacific Rim, The Black. He was in Utopia. He was in American oh, okay. Vandal. So he, yeah. You've seen him multiple times. We've talked about <laughs> so him you, multiple so times you know because his we've name. done the podcast. Yeah. yeah, I recognized his name at the end. I was like, oh, he's he's now in two animated
0: shows. This is supposed to be a very light show, though. Like, it's supposed to be lighter than Rick and Morty. And it's also supposed yeah. to be super serialized, uh, Royland said. Rick
1: and Morty can have some, like, deeply disturbing things, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of pla- planets they destroy or alternate mm-hmm. universes, I think... Last season, they had Morty literally destroying like thousands of himself yeah. with the time travel episode. And Rick's alcoholism and other yeah, things. Yeah, like and, this. but I mean, this has violence still. So the center of the episode is that they get a distress signal from another schlorping ship, which has uh, crash landed, and they go and they meet Jane Lynch and her crew. And they're very religious, and they're actually part of the more upper class version of the planet that they're from. And they hardly like to show their faces because they're afraid that, um, the Earth people are going to come and attack them, which probably would be make more sense than what we do with the Solar Opposites yeah. family, who
0: just literally just live their lives as yeah. aliens. <laughs> like, I know that in the first episode, they go to bars and they just like, no one really freaks out about them. But, but you, Corvo... Sorry, I was just going to finish up. Yeah, while. go ahead. So
1: Corvo wants to go join them because they're more religious and they're more like... Follow the rules, kind of. They follow the rules and they want to terraform Earth to be more Schlorpian and so he wants to do that. And then by the end of the episode, though, he realizes he's kind of the Terry of the group and they're kind of all making <laughs> fun of him and that they also don't respect him. And they just want to kind of create this whole servitude of uh, dominion over the planet. And so he goes back to his regular people, but they want to get the poopa because the poopa is the... Um, I guess, the key of terraforming the Earth.
0: Right, and that's the animal that they have, right? Animal? The, the, I, the little, I, small, like, baby type of thing. Yeah, it's
1: it's kind of a... It, it spends its day in the episode under the covers, quivering because it's afraid of a Robocop coming in mm-hmm. and des- destroying it.
0: And by the end of the episode, a Robocop does come in <laughs> and try to kill it, and it kills it first because it has two guns. Yeah, well, apparently it's supposed to be incredibly powerful, but you mentioned the violence in... And- it's like a moon, Mooncake. Yeah, from uh, Final Space. But the creator said that they like to gravitate towards the gory type of comedy that happens um, because it reminds them of kind of high school and things that they would laugh at. There's definitely I'm high sure. school
1: humor because Yumulak and Jesse are both in high school. And so there's that whole plot line of uh, Yumulak getting made fun of. Mm-hmm. From last season, that transfers over to this season with the sleepover. That's why he kind of has this de- anger towards everybody who is not his friend. Right. And then he, he is friends with Jesse, though.
0: When the writer who kind of developed those characters was talking about it, that he said that with Yamulak and Jesse, it's supposed to be one of those relationships where they're sometimes on, on one side of the aisle and then sometimes they're completely different because he based it off of the relationship he had yeah, with Yeah, brother-sister his sister type thing. Yeah. That's yeah. like Bob's Burgers almost. But
1: <laughs> There's so many... Comp- So the show I like overall, but it isn't special enough, except for the wall episodes, for it to be super different than any other cartoon that I've watched. Like the humor is there, but it's not uh, amazing at any point. The whole point of this episode, the sacred non-repeating number, is that uh, Corvo is being made fun of that he can't remember the sacred non-repeating number. And he gets trapped in it as the Jane Lynch-led family goes to destroy or goes to pick up the poopa Mm -hmm. for themselves and uh, he finally gets out of the cage because he remembers it and then uh the funny battle that goes on is when they approach the house the solar opposites house the jane lynch family pulls out a bunch of weapons and they're about to take it down and then terry comes out and he's like auto uh defense uh cybernetic like whatever thing right yeah the house is programmed yeah all the house just becomes this giant weapon and then we're led to see this battle about to encroach yeah and then suddenly we get transferred over to a sticky note that just says sydney please ask hulu for an extra million dollars so that we can (laughs) go over budget and kick out with a kick-ass sequence um (laughs) so it's just breaking the fourth wall i've seen that sort of done before where in the wtf show uh that Called humor yeah. did where they literally just showed the characters staring at the violence happening and describing it yeah, and being like wow this must it. be really expensive <laughs> and blah 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 yeah so it's it's a well done joke but I, when they were done they showed like a dead dinosaur in the background <laughs> that had like a cybernetic eyeball and so yeah it's it's got its humor.
0: Does it ramp up the stakes from what season one had? I know you guys watched the first episode, but does it seem like it's supposed to be like bigger and and more I guess advanced?
1: Uh no. Not really, not no. from the first season. They, they had a Ferris wheel that could walk on the earth. Was it like
0: human? Could, could
1: No, like you expected it to roll. Right. Right? Right, yeah. And then it walked. So it has feet. It's got those like two little pedestals that hold up the
0: wheel, but that was like the entirety of the joke.
1: So the jokes aren't like super deep or anything. Well, they, I'm are, to get.
0: they have a lot of pop culture references. Like yes, they... I think that I even saw a picture of Terry and he's wearing just a shirt that says Dick Wolf on it. Like, is there, did you see any of those this episode? Or... Well,
1: remember when I said the spaceship crashed because there was too much or it, it didn't start up because there was too much weight on board. Right. Well, a lot of the stuff that had been put on there as storage was just a bunch of memorabilia from Earth. Mm-hmm. So you could go through everything if you really paused the video and looked at everything. Does this seem like an easier show? Like posters and such.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Does this seem, because you say it yourself, it's, it, it's not really complex. Does it seem like an easier show to binge? Or I guess I could say... Uh, Royland has kind of shown interest in maybe releasing a Rick and Morty episode, w- one episode through one month. Really?
1: Yeah, he, that's he, what
0: I think the best way of doing it would be
1: because with Rick and Morty, you can really take some time to digest those over, and I think the fans would appreciate it more if it was on a more consistent and basis. Ta- yeah, more but, consistent. But, you but with this show, it is very easily binged. Like it doesn't take a lot of brain power. Thomas Milodich is funny, obviously. Is he your favorite character? No, um, Terry is oh, okay. not my favorite character. Uh, <laughs> but neither is Royland. I don't really think that anybody sticks out too much as like the person to root for because they're all kind of trash
0: aliens (laughs) but i mean they're still protagonists in the end right
1: i guess they all have a heart but at the same time they're not afraid to kind of destroy whoever
0: They're, they're not they're not as endearing as some other cartoons have been the show on the production side had the whole entire cast and crew do their lines from home for COVID. Yeah, um, I couldn't tell a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that was my question. Uh, it's executively produced by the, the like people from the Mindy Project and like I said, Justin Roiland. The animation has been compared to Rick and Morty, though. Could you do you see the similarities there?
1: I see the similarities with almost every show.
0: Yeah, it's very
1: it's-, it's very colorful though. I guess it's nothing compared to like what we were talking about with final space where you saw the backgrounds mm-hmm. and those were amazing or disenchantment where you could tell that Netflix put a lot more time and effort into it. It's the point of the show is the jokes, not the animation style. And I think the sticky note scene was supposed to signify that. Yeah. but I... Like they wouldn't have included that if they were actually able to show you a full, full battle, like an Avengers type battle.
0: Well, yeah, and also there's been a kind of a question online about Corvo and Terry because at first it was supposed to be like kind of a two-dad premise, but now people are wondering if they're a (laughs) married couple. Uh, Oh, I mean, I don't think it matters. I think that's
1: cool either way, but I do like the background story behind them because we did get some, uh, was that the finale as well, where we found out that they weren't like cool shlorpians or anything, they were just kind of like... uh, they they found themselves yeah, in and, one of the ships yeah, that got away and, from the planet before and it and that got one, destroyed.
0: That one, my favorite jokes from the finale where apparently they met the Simpsons, but they never ever showed the Simpsons at all. They're just like, hey, there's been so much that's happened this season and they were referencing all the other episodes and then they just went crazy with it. Yeah, but even the fact that Corvo
1: isn't a super genius on the shoreline planet, I think that eats at him and he just like his entire basis of his character is that he wants to be considered
0: more Schlorpian. so do you think that's going to be the ending of his story arc where he finally is able to reach that No, one? I think he's
1: going to come to accept the fact that what he it it almost repeats the same like pro- character progress, every episode that he comes to uh, understand that Terry and the rest
0: of his family are more important to him than his
1: identity as a
0: Swarpyan. <laughs> so with this episode, you really don't. It doesn't kind of move the plot along because, as David nah, before, Royland was talking about, he wanted this to be a really super serialized show. Where with Rick and Morty, it's kind of the opposite. He said
1: that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because with Rick and Morty, it seems like most the fans want it to progress. And, like, they keep on hinting at stuff. With like, the evil, evil Morty. Morty yeah. the, like, it, things that happen in the plot. Like, uh, the mom having two different lives like being yeah. split like they do have a serialized format in that well, show. it's not
0: just episodic and Royland has stated that there's a different process when working at rick and morty and this with rick and morty it's like he continually changes the scripts up until when they're finally shooting and then some even afterwards while with solar opposites he just kind of does it head on as the scripts and then gives them to everyone um but also there's a lot more improv done in solar opposites than in rick and Morty. Yeah, it's not
1: as funny as rick and morty because it, there's. Not not as much effort put into it yeah
0: but you have a lot of star talent that i think is kind of used to it like i know thomas middleditch is someone who usually brings the most improv to these i wonder if he's gonna be in the next season he's had some trouble lately yeah uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's supposed to be the characters are supposed to be a lot naïver uh than a lot naïver yeah yes terry's pretty naive and so going on to the review season one has a 92 percent certified fresh he's not as naive as jerry though yeah I don't think anyone is this Terry thing. is not as naive as Jerry <laughs> <laughs> so and then season two has a hundred percent um as day before it's been renewed for season three. It has twelve episodes that are going to be coming out while well, this season still has eight episodes, just like the first season um but the AV club gave it a B minus stating that the first half of the season maintains the show's signature blend of outrageousness, often gruesomely violent scenarios with a fast paced uh,
1: <laughs> I'd say that it deserves a B minus as a whole. Like, if I was just to give it a grade and say, hey, if I was going to recommend this, it's it's acceptable. Like,
0: I would watch it, it better than a C. It's 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 on the higher end of... Um, well, in terms of B-minus, like, all the other places say 8 out of 10, 4 out of 5. So it's, like, B-minus, and it's 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, so. it, but
1: see, there is something holding it back. It doesn't reach that level of, like, just laugh-out-loud comedy that you, any specific episode... Uh, Really, just do you think it needs more better humor or more of a story? I think the characters themselves aren't
0: likable enough to carry the show to that 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, if, well, I I'm not sure if it would have been 10 out of 10, but do you think that the characters then they need to like prove themselves almost? Because with Rick and Morty, Rick no, is someone I, who's I think bad.
1: that they're just, the way that they,
0: they are the way they are.
1: And I do enjoy some of the things like the improv at the beginning when they ever they do this title sequence. Uh, Royland yeah, always. Yeah, Royland
0: like, usually just kind of goes out. That's he wings part of off the improv. First yeah. And in this
1: episode, it was about why humans don't drink their own piss. And so, So, I mean, if you like that type of humor, (laughs) then you like it, so...
0: I think this is definitely one of those shows that's going to kind of maintain the same type of quality, the meandering kind of like, okay, this is where this is the consistency, and you're never going to get anything worse or better. I mean,
1: it is interesting when they throw things out there. Like in this episode, they kept calling the humans Terrons because we're from ter- like the Terra idea of Earth. And so it's just smart little jokes like that, which still carry weight. You do get the kind of Scooby Doo endings where, in this case, instead of getting the po- uh, Poopa uh, like they wanted, they are tricked into taking over a really sick old dog and uh, thinking that that's the poopa. <laughs> and the uh, solar opposites basically tell them all these like things to take care of the dog but in reality, like, when the dog farts or barks, sorry, not farts, <laughs> uh, they have to punch each other in the face, and then they have to, like, take care of its uh, health problems, which are numerous, and it's always getting sick and stuff, and so it's they're thinking, oh, the Earth is going to change pretty soon because they have the, the poofa. but yeah.
0: Yeah, that reminds me of Rick when he goes to the like, uh, car battery place, mm-hmm. and he says yeah. that things aren't what they are. Just to touch on the wall storyline one more time, it was supposed to be in the season one kind of like Mad Max, that's what the writers come, uh, yes. said it was like, yeah. and in this season is supposed to kind of be like true detective and seven and mix between those that is vastly different like seven how are they going to do that I don't, I
1: don't know i think okay. they're talking more about the tone yeah so it seems like the reviewers are mostly concentrating on that penultimate episode yeah, just no, the wall
0: the, ones every single interview is always talking about that one i think because that the this one that came out this season is also supposed to be really good so
1: cool and I'll look forward to that one. Right. I don't think we have much more to say about the show. Uh, your your first impression of it will be right. Because that it doesn't change too much besides that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough? Yep. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.